I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And that's it tonight. <laughs> well, I guess we got producer Joe here. Kind of. You said he feel, always feel better if Joe's around. Yeah, Joe, so I brought Joe, 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 Joe my, my therapy producer. Someone had to press record. Yes. Yes, that's right. I'll be the silent type tonight. Not necessarily strong silent type, but at least silent type. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And we are on location again, and we are very excited to be here. Wild West Homebrew Supply Store in Escondido, California. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer. Pull up a bar stool and join us. And as always, follow us on social media and make sure to stop by our online store. Just visit our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And important to note, when you order some ILB merch, you're supporting our podcast. Helps us make sure we can keep doing this. That's very much appreciated. ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Links in our bio on Instagram. And Talon said, we're on location, Escondido, California, Wild West Homebrew Supply Company. Let's welcome our host, Tim McClinic. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. It's great to have you in the store. Talon's been here shopping. Yes, I did not. I came in, I was super impressed and have already made the beer. One of the beers, I brought home ingredients to make two beers, made already one this weekend, so... Great place to be. As my understanding, you made a double batch. I made a double batch, a possible Christmas gift for you. Christmas <laughs> oh. Christmas cake. Woo. So <laughs> don't get too excited yet. We didn't taste it. <laughs> it's a good Christmas party. It is, yeah, yeah, I thought so. It is a good Christmas party. Tim, thank you again for, for having us. And we're already enjoying one of your beers. What are we drinking? It's a tart cherry ale. So oh. it's based off of the Honey Blonde recipe with about three IBUs in there. And then I used the Appalachian Tart Yeast from White Labs. And uh, in secondary, I went ahead and threw a can of the Oregon Cherry Puree in there. So finishes up in about two weeks, comes out about a 4.7%. And just a nice, relaxing, summer, easy drinking beer. I even, to me, this is an autumn beer, right? Because it has some 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 body to it yeah. and that Cherryness is almost like a, it's a it's like a dark cherry, almost like a, a, a pushing toward a plum. And uh, well, it's quite interesting good. in California because I'm from Michigan. We have seasons out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So out here you got summer and rain. And those are those are honestly those are a tough six days. Yes, yeah, yeah, the rain days. Yeah. It is rough. Luckily, they're spread far apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one every thirty days. Yes, by, by autumn, I meant 72 degrees instead of 75 degrees. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but delicious. It is yeah, delicious. It is it's quite good. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, you're cheers. welcome. Cheers, guys. So your mission here at uh, Wild West Homebrew Supply Company, provide quality ingredients and coaching to inspire every home brewer to master the craft. I got that right off your website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? I built it myself. <laughs> uh, tell us and our listeners a little bit about Wild West Homebrew and what do you do here and, and that mission to serve, support, and inspire brewers. Wild West started off of a right place, right time, right situation. Hmm. 
I walked in here during COVID. It was actually last August to go ahead and get a batch of ingredients. Uh, the former owner of this was Smoking Beaver, uh, Brad, he owned the shop. And he sold me my first kit, sold me all my ingredients, taught me how to brew. I came in when he opened back up from COVID to get a batch of ingredients and he told me he was gonna shut the shop down. And this place always reminded me of like a last little general store. Yeah. So I didn't want to see it go. So we negotiated right there, agreed on a price, shook hands. I went home to my wife. She's like, hey, did you get everything for our brew day? And I was like, yep. Oh, you bet. And we bought the brew shop. <laughs> so Joe's talking again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a good story, though. That's so, a great story. We're having wait, a wait, lot wait, of fun. Wait, tell me about her reaction. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's excited. You know, she's, she's down for whatever it is that we're going to do. And, you know, 100% support. She's here in the shop with me full time. And. We work it together, we brew all the beers together, we teach people together, coach people together. It's a great situation, you know? Well, talent came home, came came home. Like, yeah, yeah, we're Bert and Ernie, we live yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, a lot of people think it. that way. Ryan won't think so. He still thinks we live together. <laughs> Even though he's been to both our houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. he thinks that's just a facade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so what about the Inspire part? Because you have that in full capitals on your website. Oh, so tell 100%. us about the Inspire. You know, I get so many new home brewers that want to go ahead and try and make something that they've had before. And they do all this research and they talk to a bunch of brewers and, you know, it, it gets to where it's very complicated in their head. You know, it's all these different steps and I got to do all these different things and so many things can go wrong. And in all reality, my motto has always been, and I ask every customer that's brand new, like, hey, have you ever made Kraft mac and cheese? <laughs> They always say yes, and they go, well, congratulations, you're qualified to make beer. <laughs> you can follow directions, and in the end, you're going to get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might not be the best beer, it might not be the worst beer, but it's all about the process and learning what you're doing, and then learning from where you're starting from, and then coaching all the way through to each beer, yeah. you know. So the whole thing on inspiring was to try something new, to kind of work outside of your comfort zone, and challenge yourself you know and to do that you have to have support so this store gives you support that's awesome that's great yeah no i mean i'll just echo it from a, a customer standpoint it was great i walked in here and it's funny i had my little my little uh shopping list my ingredient list and and uh and we were talking and uh your wife grabs the list and the next thing i know all everything's packaged up and oh, sitting right in front awesome. of me i didn't have to go <laughs> find anything it was it was like i said it was a great and and I'd, I'd had a couple of sips of some beers while i was sitting here and it was it was really cool so that's why i came back and guys we got to go check this place Which is out. one of the reasons why she's not here right tim yeah, yeah. yeah. probably from carrying yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sorry i apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. for that <laughs> no she's she's a tough one and she was uh, moving a bag of grain yesterday and ended up tweaking her back so <laughs> all right let's talk about the the beer side of it so for you i mean obviously you were you were a home brewer first what, what was uh we, we usually ask this for most of our guests what was your first kind of wow beer uh that told you like hey beer can taste like this and it's something i want to see if i can make or or get into as far as you know as opposed to say like your 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 macro beers there wasn't a beer that inspired me to try and homebrew it was literally i wanted to homebrew because i wanted to make beer for my wedding yeah, I figured if I'm going to get married, I want to go ahead and I want to furnish all this stuff. And that's why I want to make beer for it. And that's how I got into it. Actually, the former owner, Brad, when he found out why I was getting into homebrew, he actually loaned me a kegerator for my wedding, oh, nice. loaned me a bunch of equipment so I could make better beer for it. And really, like, called me and checked on me and made sure that the fermentation was right. Oh, yeah. You know, and that, that was, 
I love that part of it, you know, because that was the community part. Right. But no, there wasn't one said beer. It's like, oh man, if I could remake this, that would be amazing. I'm more of a, well, what haven't I had before? And I want to try and make that, you know, and kind of go away from it. Like, so what was the beer style that you made for your wedding? I did three different beers. Whoa. <laughs> so just jumped right <laughs> in. <basis. laughs> yeah. I did three different beers. I did a pale ale, I did an IPA, and I did a red. Nice. Wow. So, and all three kegs kicked right away. Everybody was having a great time. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, the wedding went like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was my next question. What was your first wild beer that you brewed? But it sounds like it was uh, right yeah. off the bat at the wedding. Yeah. All it three. was just yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was easy drinking and one of them I made a crazy mistake on. I added something wrong, and it turned out to be like a nine percent beer. Oh, I'm scratching my head, thinking like, times. "What did I do on that yeah. one?" But everybody loved that. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to dispute it." It's yeah. <laughs> our second wedding beer story on the podcast. That is yeah. true. Actually, yeah. all over at Mother Earth. That's yeah. how Kelly yeah. Kelly Creeman was a was wedding, wedding beer. Yeah. Wedding beer. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so. I, you must have a lot of folks in with questions trying to get started in their homebrewing journey. What are the most common questions you get from someone just trying to get started here? How much? <laughs> yeah, right? No, <laughs> good. All right. How long? Uh, and is it going to kill me? Got it. Got it. Those are usually the three <laughs> questions. <laughs> you know? How much is it, is it going to cost me to go ahead and get into this hobby? You know? And that's a standard thing because, you know, finances yeah. are always, you know, they're always something everybody's watching. Yeah. You know, and so I treat them like I treat myself. And I, I don't like buying things twice. So I want to set my customer up for success to where whatever you're getting to start with, you're still going to be able to use yeah. at least the vast majority of it throughout your brewing career. You know, um, how long? You know, I have some people that are really impatient. They want to make the beer and drink it the next day, and <laughs> they don't understand why. So teaching them, and you know, just how the time works and the fermentation and the process and everything. But now you have crazy yeast like the Kavik yeast, where like 90 degrees is where it wants to be. So for you know an Escondido summer, yeah, it's a perfect yeast out there, and you're finishing up in just a few days rather than a week. You know, so those are two big ones. Right. And then if I make it bad, is it going to kill, kill me? me. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. However, if you do make a bad beer, you can do what I do. I put it in a Home Depot bucket and find a homeless camp. Oh. Here's five gallons of beer. You can hit a buzz, it's not going to be great, but you're going to be happier than anybody else with it. So, wow. that's, that's, right. that's, that's no. actually Doc's not here, but the spirit of Doc is here. And he not only loved that story, but he, he also heard you have a hazy. Yeah. Let's try it. So, Tim, you're not kidding, hazy. <laughs> Tell us about this beer. So, all right. I was, uh, right when I bought the shop, I was trying to find new, just new items that I've never heard of and try and fill the store with unique things. Because it's really easy to go and just buy something that's normally in stock. But I want to be more of a destination store, so I want to have one-off items that you don't normally get here in yeah. Southern California. So, I was scrolling through a website and... You know, I was looking at this company, Hang'em High Hops, out of Free Soil, Michigan. And I was reading about their profiles and everything, and I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. And then the next day, I get an email from them. And I was like, all right, you know, cool, let's let's talk to them. So I pick up the phone, and I give them a call, and just kind of carrying a conversation. I want to see what, what the crew's like. Right. 
and he's telling me about his whole journey and what they're doing out there and it just sounded so cool that I was like well, I'll order the whole line so this hop is actually part of that line it's their emerald spire hop and when you go to drink it it's going to be just this big fruity kind of a white gummy bear style hop and every single one of their varieties has been 100% on point you know I did a red with their Michigan copper um uh, we did a collab brew with Plan 9, and oh, they cool. did a five-barrel of the Hydra Hazy. They called it the Hydra Zombies, and that one tasted like a tangerine. And Chris Riley over there at Plan 9 did a great job on brewing that, like really showcased the hop. And so it was just, it was just been amazing. It's a lot of fun to brew with because it's not something you normally get. Right. You know, yeah, I like you. Awesome. It is a juice bomb. It is definitely. If I was, if it was five thirty in the morning and I reached for the wrong container and poured a glass of this, yeah. but I wouldn't know till too okay. late. Right. <laughs> What's this weighing in it? Uh, that's a California light beer at eight and a half percent. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, you snuck a half a percent by me because I thought it was only eight <laughs> percent. It does. The you can taste the yeah, alcohol yeah, on yeah, that yeah, one, you can boy. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part that would wake you up in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a really fun. It's an easy brew day. You know, I do a lot of my beers, but brew in the bag, and I set up my brew kit to mimic a traditional home brew setup. So I don't have temperature control. I don't use any fancy stainless steel fermenters. You know, we use carboys. So about as close to what you're going to be able to brew it at home. That's what I like to use so that. It's not intimidating, like, oh, I could right. never make this beer. Right. I don't have 20,000 equipment. Right. Well, no, neither do I. I have a glass carboy, you know, and a kettle and a bag, yeah. you know, and you can make this stuff very easily, and it makes it a really fun day. Sure. Yeah. Another delicious beer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we asked about common questions you get. You nailed, you get your three right there. Uh, what about rookie mistakes that you help try to help up front? And maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. But you you can see the customer comes in, they're asking their questions, and you can see, right? Can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Here's you the mistake this guy's time. making or this gal's making, right? So what are some of those common rookie mistakes that you try to cut off at the pass, so to speak? The biggest mistake any home brewer makes at the beginning is cleaning and sanitation. You know, it is key to a good beer. You know, we want. We wake up in the morning. We take a shower. We get ourselves ready. We have clean clothes. We present ourselves right. You you have to have that same mindset with everything that you're doing. You know, so when it comes down to brewing, it's always scrub everything properly. Make sure you get you know all the gunk out of it. Make sure everything is sanitized properly because you don't want an infection. You know, you definitely don't want to spend the whole brew day, the two weeks of fermentation, and then if you're bottling the all the bottle time just to pop it open and find out, oh, man, I should have really sanitized that one last yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, so that's a big one. Um, second most common mistake is rushing. You know, you can't rush art. It has to <laughs> happen. It has to create. You know, so when we're trying to put our timelines on something that's naturally happening, it's always going to give conflict. And with the conflict, you're never going to get something good. So be patient. Yeah, it's a double conflict. You're rushing art and you're rushing nature. Yeah. yeah. Neither of those Super are going to uh, bend to your will, are they? Yeah. Very much so. 
I just thought of that. That's yeah. good. That's very <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. That's smart. We're proud of you. I feel like Tim was my muse and inspired. I, I think I'm seeing some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. There's sparkles in your eyes, for sure. So going back to you, you said one of the questions always comes up or concerns is, is cost. What is the typical investment for a first-time home brewer? It's usually a couple, couple hundred bucks. You know, you got a homebrew starter kit and you need to get a kettle. You know, the starter kit always comes with a couple of fermentation buckets and the basics. You know, and then you have your recipe on top of that. And here, I don't sell boxed recipes. You're never going to walk in here and grab a box of an IPA or anything. I'm just not a fan of it. I think that if you're going to shop local, then it has to be 100% quality. Therefore, you should always have the fresh ingredients. So I make every recipe fresh for you. Um, Depending on the recipe, I mean, the, obviously, the more hops, the more expensive, you know. But it's usually, you know, about two, 250 bucks to go ahead and start brewing your own beer. You know, once you have your equipment, that equi- the, all the buckets are good for, you know, usually about four, four fermentations in there. I don't really like to stretch plastic because you can get bacteria in there mm-hmm. and scratches. Right. And then, you know, so the next three brews is just the cost of the recipe. So one thing I like too, you come in here. It's it's I like everything is is uh, you guys kind of talk about it's like a candy store, and I think it is like a candy store. There's, the display is set up really nicely. It's yeah. easy to see stuff, easy to find stuff. That's not always the case in home brews because a lot of times they're they're dealing with a really small confined space and they're trying to put you know. I, I do like that. I, I agree. I think just the display part of it. I think it looks like you, you got great stock and options on a lot of things, um, and, and so I think it's a it's a great place for someone to come in that is even thinking about trying it. Um, and then obviously with that initial couple hundred dollars is going to come all the inspiration and coaching and everything else that they're going to get from you. So it's, it's, uh, it's really, there's no reason if you're interested or thinking about it, not to give it a shot. Well, yeah, when you, when I first get you started, then I'll give you a brew book, you know, and I want you to write down your brew day, you know, what you liked about it, what you didn't like, what challenges you faced, you know, any questions that you have. You know, and I'm not going to go over, you know, the brew and the beer, all the fermentation and the bottling in the same day. That's too much information. So I want to stay in touch with you and I want to talk to you on every step. That way you're comfortable with what's going on. So bottle day, let's go over bottling process. That way when it's all done and you come in with your beer, you know, there's two things that happen when you show back up with your beer. One, you're not just a really cool person that buys amazing products, but you also are using them. All right. Which then allows you to go ahead and sign the shop. We have a wall in the shop that everybody gets to put their signature on because it's a community. You know, you also get one of the Wild West shirts and you're automatically invited to all of our different events and education things, you know, because we want to bring everybody together. But most importantly, I want to go through your day. I want to see what challenges you had and help you overcome them. I want to see where your beer's at, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. You know, that way the next recipe that I set you up with, I can fine tune it to better suit your palate. Because doing homebrew isn't about making as much beer as you can to go ahead and serve to the masses at, you know, seven, ten dollars a pint. It's about going home, whether you had a rough day or a great day and you want to sit back and having that one beer that fits your palate the best. So that's what we want to achieve. Hey, tell. 
soul of a teacher or what? No, no, totally. No, 100%. Can you run our new teacher workshops? Yeah, you, you said news earlier. I'm inspirational. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Awesome. So and I think you kind of just, you, you you talked about people coming back and I, and and, want, and sharing their beers and signing their things. Uh, any, any any good stories with that in terms of once where you came, people came back and either, you know, it was whatever or others was just like unbelievable, like this is your first time and, and, and that kind of stuff? I've had some shockers that have come in there and it's like, man, you nailed it. Yeah. You did a great job right from the beginning. And then I have several customers to where you're, I get to watch their, their progression. Yeah. You know, I get to not just taste where their next beer is at, but also see how their brew day is at. Or my brew house is totally portable. You know, I don't, like I said before, like my kit is just as basic as anything else. So it's totally portable. So a lot of the times I'll try and pick it up and go to one of my customers and do a brew day with them. You know, they can watch how I'm doing it. I can see what they're doing, you know, and at the end we can do a taste test. And a lot of times I just try and keep it as the same recipe. So you see just how you can have the same ingredients, but two different people, two different ways of doing it can give you two very different beers. And is that true? You get two very different beers of the end product? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it so unique. You know, the hardest thing to do is recreate a beer over and over and over again. You know, I'm not out for consistency. I appreciate the fact that you say that you give them a brew book so they can write it down. Because one of my mistakes was, I, I think it was the second beer I made. Your coach. Yeah, the, my Kolsch. Kolsch Kolsch. Yeah, so I made this Kolsch because that was the recipe I was following on it, and it came back, and it was the darkest Kolsch you've ever seen. <laughs> it was a wonderful amber ale. But it was, <laughs> was it? it was phenomenal. I mean, actually, it wasn't. It was yeah. a great yeah. beer. Never be made again because I didn't write it down, and I have no idea. I have the recipe, but what I put in there wasn't the recipe. I must have grabbed like the wrong, you know, malt extract or whatever it was, and it came out. It was fantastic, but it'll never be made. Again. But it was so, not a Kolsch. No, it was not a Kolsch, and it's a one-off. And it'll never be made again because unless I can. Try and mimic the mistake uh, that I made by the wrong ingredient, but I should have. And then I learned that after that, I write everything down now, yeah. so that that I uh, that if I make a mistake, I can make that same mistake again if it was a good one. Just remember, though, yeah, all it is is just a name. Yes, you know. So oh, pretty 100%. quickly, you can go ahead and rename it to whatever you want. That's, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hazy that's been sitting for too long yeah. and everything falls out. You got a really nice IPA. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we understand there's a Kentucky Common. Yeah, so the Kentucky Common, uh, have you guys been up to the brewery up in Ramona, Smoking Cannon? Yes, we yes, have. we have. So Great I, cream ale. Did you try their Kentucky Common? I don't remember, it's but I know we had the yeah, cream ale. We had the cream ale. So you did have the Kentucky Common, don't remember. Yeah, but they, were, <laughs> <laughs> they had just opened when we were up there. Yes. And the last couple of times we were up there, they were we closed. We had that vanilla cream ale, and that was the winner of the day right there. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to get up there, but I had a customer of mine, Lanny, that went up, and he was talking about this Kentucky Common and how it's amazing, and I was like, all right, you know, and he's like, I'm going to go ahead and figure it out, you know, I got the recipe, and I'm going to go ahead and brew it. So he brewed it up, and I tried his, and I was like, all right, I see where you're going with that. I want to give it back myself. So I brewed up. In the teacher. It doesn't <laughs> suck. I see what your vision yeah, is. Yeah, I see where you're trying to get here. Well, no, Sorry, Lanny. No, no, it's two different palettes. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's homebrew. It's just different palettes. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, all right, so I, I see where that beer is, and I'm like, all right, well, for me and my palette, I know where I want to change it to go ahead and better see where my taste buds are. So I made a couple of changes to it and put it together, and I did a 10-gallon batch. I did two 5-gallon kegs. One keg, I just threw a bunch of oak chips in there and see how it went. 
Well, unfortunately, that keg is empty in two days. <laughs> Turns out that <laughs> is a great beer. <laughs> um, the other one, though, I'll share with you guys. All right, all Sounds right. good. Let's do it. So this is the Kentucky Common, and it does. It almost has a cola-type aroma nose to it. That's super smooth. That's very really balanced. Good. Yeah, it's tasty. This is my favorite yet. This is as oh, far okay. as San Diego gets. This is this is a all winter long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I call that the all year long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's just got a little smokiness to it. It uh, does. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's a good call. And the Greenville is a six row flake corn, and then I put a little bit of black patent and a little bit of one twenty in it. So it's just yes. a really basic Greenville. I, I think that's been true of each beer. I'm, you're not battling trying to untangle what what's going on. It's just clean. It's simple and, and, and tasty. Right, right, right. Let's just drink it. Amen. Yes. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna sip some more. Cheers to that. Yeah. So you gotta have some regulars that've gotten pretty good at the art form. Oh yeah. Your, your word, not mine. Art. Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Someone you're pretty proud of? You're like, there's my student. Oh, man. He or she's done it. We literally have so many. I mean, well, just tell us your of... favorite then. No, <laughs> I don't have just one because yeah, yeah. Every smart. one of them is so smart. It's like your children. No, every one of them is so different. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, you take a guy like. On Instagram, he's under Field Hammer, and when I met him, he was fermenting in carboys, and now he's got a whole spike wall, oh. and he's just a heavy competition guy, and he's doing a great job. And Austin and Annalise, they're another couple that brew together, and they do an amazing job. And Oscar and Jen, I mean, they're they're just awesome people, and man, he makes good beer. You know, I I, I get so many beers that come through the door. And the, when I first bought the brew shop, it was the ratio was every 10 beers that you get, one is going to be pretty good. <laughs> and now we're at the ratio to where every 10 beers you get, one is going to be pretty bad. Interesting. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. Yeah. You know? So I'm really lucky because yeah. I get dropped off all this amazing homebrew. <laughs> Teacher of the year. Yeah, that I get to go. And no apples, just, just cans. Just beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> So, but no, I mean, every customer is just so unique and so different, and they're so much fun, you know. And it's cool to listen to why they got into home brewing, or you know, what their challenge is, or you know, what they want to try next. I mean, we're coming up to stout season, right? So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yes, you know, I want to see just what the big heavy hitters are versus the nice mild porters, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. So, big fan of the mild porter, though. There's a lot of really cool things that are coming up so. that I haven't skimped on to bring it all together for the home brewer, nice. not well, for us. Well, don't tease us. Tell us a little bit about what's in the works, what's in the future. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I know in the, in the near future, I mean, you, you mentioned that you guys have uh, sponsored a homebrew uh, festival, right? Yeah, your, so Oktoberfest up at Lake Skinner, yeah. um, we went ahead and sponsored that. I wanted to buy the homebrew community dinner. You know, and Mike Buck is the one that puts that festival on, and I had the opportunity of going ahead and buying the pick. And I didn't want to pass up on that because 
we were shown so much support and love this first year that it needs to go back. So we sponsored that, and I'll continue to sponsor that. Um, you know, really, if something comes up in the community and they need a little something or, you know, that's where we want to be. You know, it's a, this road goes both ways, you know. Um, so I'm always looking for different things to sponsor and be able to help the community out and keep on challenging the customer. But in the upcoming year, yeah, this is our second okay, year. Okay, all right, Stay tuned. Yeah. Will, you, will you have us back when you're ready to promote? Oh, definitely. Okay, yeah. all right. And you've initiated the Wild Card Homebrew Competition. Yeah. You can tell us that about that. That's on your oh, website, 100%. so I know you can tell us about that. That's with, with five suits with the Coronas. We, we've actually had the Coronas on, on our on our podcast. So. They're phenomenal. Yeah, great. They're some great. of my favorite yeah. people on the planet. I I totally dig the structure and the commitment that they bring together. But, but and the Nick's not in the brew contest, is he? No, no. Okay, because <laughs> he likes to win. <laughs> All the time. Yes. Yes. He's very, very good at it. No, um, when Nick and I were sitting there talking about it, we didn't want something that was going to be bland or average. So we figured out the whole wild card because Five Suits is, you know, Las right. Vegas theme and we're, you know, Wild West. So that's where the wild card that's came from. It's not guys. so much a Sour House competition. But um, we want to put together a competition that was going to be very fair, very structured. So it's registered with the BJCP. You know, we're going to have the judges come out, everybody gets sure, facing the BJCP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell us about that for a second. <laughs> um, but we also went ahead and we're using an artist that built all the sculptures for not just Valley View Casino, but also the city of Poway. And we hired him to go ahead and do our best of show trophy. Oh, nice. Because I wanted something that you not only could drink out of and probably <laughs> carry around and drink out of, yeah. but a one-off piece of art, art yeah, right. wow. you know, wow. to just kind of take it to that next level to where it's something that you want to cherish. So we put it together, you know, we have the hazy, the Indian pale lager, you know, not really a category, but it's Wild West, so we're going to make it <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's the Wild West. Uh, you know, stouts of all different categories, um, and then we put the Blondale in there and specialty, you know. Nice. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Let's have some fun with it. That's yeah. cool. So... And that's, um, the entries can come in all the way till the end of the year. Uh, you check the website for all the information, including the entry slips. And January 30th, over at uh, Five Suits, is where we're going to go ahead and present the winners. That's cool. Really cool. All right, that's awesome. So uh, give us that website so they know where to look for that. It's wildwesthomebrewsupply.com. Nice. I I'm still curious about, you were in Michigan and you, then you're in Escondido brewing beers for your wedding. Yeah. So tell us that story. I moved out here in 2002. You know, I went through some school, did a bunch of jobs. My career was in business, you know, and I didn't want to do that career anymore when COVID happened and the brew shop happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I'm more of a person to where you can't plan everything in life because if you do, you're going to take away moments that you should have been able to go ahead and smile about. So just go with the flow, have some fun and see where it leads. And so far, it's been pretty freaking it's awesome. It's working pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know? 
More customers is always great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to help. We want to help. Yeah. We want to be here to help. Yeah. But Tom did make a purchase before we even got started. Yeah, before we got started. So, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I will continue to. I, again, I'm I'm a huge pro uh, proponent of shop local, and and again for anybody out there that is is home brewing, wants to home brew, knows someone home brew, this is the place you need to come and buy your stuff. There's there's no doubt about it. And I really appreciate that. I actually went out and I bought a van because. Yeah. I want people to be able to get quality, fresh ingredients. So now we're going to start doing next day and schedule delivery. And I'm doing it myself. So it's either before 10 a.m. when I open the store and after 6. But I'm going to go ahead and throw all the stuff in the van. I'm going to drive to you and drop it off. Mm -hmm. You know, that way you have temperature controlled yeast and hops. You have fresh ingredients that was just milled. And it comes straight to your door. I don't, I don't know that you will find a, I mean, I'll say a home brew shop, but I think anything with better customer service. Yeah, honestly, that's true. Right, right, right. Think, think about every place you go that, that would, would, is willing to do that, the better customer. So I can't, can't you know, speak highly enough about what you guys are doing. So Really appreciate yeah. it. And we've heard there's a vanilla porter. Vanilla honey porter. A vanilla uh, honey. honey porter. All right, I think that's where we finish up. We did that. Sorry, I'm not leaving until I have some honey vanilla porter. <laughs> All right, we're back with the honey vanilla porter. You want to give us some uh, notes on on the brewing and tasting of this? Well, this recipe was inspired by my mentor, Brad. So it's based off of his porter. And we brewed it up together the first time. And I sat down and I had one pint of it. And then like five or six pints, I was... (laughs) That happens. Yeah, stop. So it was just so good and so refreshing. I wanted to go ahead and recreate it, you know. Um, so we did the honey in the whirlpool, you know, fermented it all the way through. I just threw a vanilla bean in the keg. You know, very simple, easy recipe. It's very easy beer to make. You know, like I said, I don't like to complicate it. So finishes up in about 10 days and you're ready to go ahead and drink it. This is as good of a porter as I've ever had. Anyway, it really is. Right. Yeah, I agree. I know, that's yeah. crazy. And, and I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, you would not say that. Right. Cheers. This is this is. Yeah, no, sounds right. like uh, we got to get you homebrewing, mm-hmm. so you can yeah. go ahead and make yeah. this. No, it's fantastic. I know the right people. I can sit back and I, I'm willing to be financial support. Yeah, but but he's, he's detail oriented. Yeah. I'm a mess. He's part of the consumption team. Yeah, yeah. Consumption yeah team. I just want the shirt that says consumption team. This this is a fantastic uh, honey vanilla porter, and it's not overboard on the honey or the vanilla. No, right. Very. It, it has the earthiness that you want in a porter. Nothing. It's it's not as heavy as a stout. Yeah, this is delicious. Amazing. And for for Tom's notes for for whoever's editing this. Yeah, that's me. I'm bringing out the. Uh, this is a Shawshank. Yeah, no, I'm, oh, I'm in. Cheers. Shawshank. Shawshank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cheers. That's our our highest regards for it's a, a beer. Five point yeah, baby. Well, thank you. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Well, we got to thank our host Tim. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Well, guys, thank you for coming out and wanting to do this with me. Yeah. And thank it's really you to an honor. the whole Wild West Homebrew Supply Company team, which is yep. apparently you and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no I have one of my best friends, Chris Roach, who owns Hidden Hive Meadery, that stops in here when I'm busy just nice. to help us out. That's cool. You know, I have customers who are, that come in and sit and 
you know, they'll see me get busy and they'll get up and start helping other customers. <laughs> so it really is a community store. That's cool. You know. Escondido, California. Yeah. Come out, get everything you need, Tim will get you started. Whisper, I've heard about the vanilla porter for my <laughs> I Like Beer, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to speak. Yeah, again, shop, and keep shopping local. I, I liked your, you talked about it at the beginning about the, the, like, the last general store. It totally has that feel and that vibe. Mm. And like you said, people are here just hanging out. They're like, oh, I'll go help. Um, keep, keep helping and supporting local. And that... See, I had no idea why Joe was wearing chaps when we got here. Well, that's yeah. what I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. The, yeah. the hat I'm used to, but yeah. I wasn't yeah. used to the chaps, yeah. but now yeah. he gets into the Now like, you know. Yeah. He thought it was a theme podcast. <laughs> right. I probably should have worn a shirt. Yes. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Take a look at our website. Order some ILB merch to help support our podcast. Talk about Shop Local. That's exactly right, shop right. local. And right. isn't Black Friday coming up? So I sure. can't think of better places to shop than, yeah. than here and, and, and there. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.